Hi, Barbara, Compulsive Overeater. How is everybody tonight? Happy Friday. Really glad to be at a meeting of Overeaters Anonymous tonight. Thanks for having me, asking me, Nancy. Just to give you a few of the basics, my abstinence date is October 8th, 1995. I'm working, I'm 24 years abstinent and um, maintaining about a 65 pound weight loss during that period of time. I have a sponsor, just talked to her today. She was a little surprised to hear from me. It's been a little while. I have uh, a, a handful of sponsees uh, in OA and I uh, have a couple service positions and um, I go to meetings and uh, things work out pretty well for me if I keep all those things put together. Um, I have a plan of eating, which is one of our tools and I have a plan of action, which includes meditation and prayer, phone calls, uh, committing my plan of eating, and some physical movement. Those are the things that I do. Because in one of our uh, daily readers, it says something to the, uh, I think it's in step 10 too, in our 12 and 12, repetition is the only form of permanence that nature can achieve. The only way that I can, for me, contain permanent, please see air quotes here, very important air quotes, permanent recovery or in uh, Overeaters Anonymous is to do some things in a repetitive manner to support me and my spiritual growth. Of this, I'm very sure. If you're new to OA, please get a sponsor. Please start working step one and, and stay connected, stay in the middle of the herd in OA. If you've been for around for a while, um, or you've been in other 12-step programs, you know about steps 10, 11, and 12, which are the focus of this particular meeting. And you may have heard that the spiritual principle for step 10 is perseverance. I like to think of it as pain in the ass, uh, because I have to pay attention to the behavior of my day. I have to pay attention to my thoughts, my words, and my actions in that day. How is I helpful? That's part of my 10th step. How was I kind? That's part of my 10th step. Was my food aligned with my higher power's desire for me? Aligned with my higher power's desire. My food is never good or bad, clean eating or dirty eating. It's never any of those moral words. The question for me is, is it aligned? And that's how I review the end of my day. And it can be a pain in the butt because oftentimes from the time I arrive at my bed until wanting to go to sleep is about two or three seconds. So pausing to do a 10-step, whether it's a spot check inventory or something written down, and more often than not, confessions, good for the soul here, it's not written down. Only if I had a big hiccup in the middle of the day is it going to be um, written down. But I focus on what I did well what I did kindly, what were my nice words today? Was I a good, kind driver on the roads? Was I sweet to the people at the store who waited on me behind a glass, you know, a plastic shield while I'm wearing my mask? Was I nice? And when I can answer yes to those questions, the rest of that 10 step usually falls right in line. And usually my food is aligned with my higher power's desire for me. And I pay attention, you know, I call my, my plan of eating in every morning. And I say, this is what I'm having. I need to take the debate out of my choices. 
because when I get in a debate, I'm a lawyer by trade, retired now, thank you, but I am a loophole finder. <laughs> I find loopholes. And if I get into the debate, someone's going to lose. And if I'm in a debate, that means it's, I'm in the debate with the disease. And the disease is cunning, baffling, and powerful. And if I'm in debate with the disease, it's going to win. So that plan of eating for me is a gift that keeps my disease at bay. It keeps it in its right place over in timeout and spiritual timeout in the corner of my soul over there. And so that's, you know, perseverance or pain in the ass, whichever you want to call it. The 10th step for me is amazingly important and it allows me tremendous growth. It's the one thing, well, I can't say one thing. It is one of the things in my life that I am most stubborn about a review of my day and God knows I'm stubborn and, and it is using the, you know using that character defect for good rather than evil that if I'm stubborn about as it says in our book about working my program even during the time when I feel as if it isn't working or I'm not recovering quickly enough how often does that happen to us the weight's not falling off fast enough, so maybe I shouldn't know. I need to stay in it to win it. I need to stay in it to win it. Because the one of the promises in our book, on page 73, and you can tell I prepared. I went through the book a little bit and pulled some stuff out. Anything I can imagine, I can do with the help of my higher power. If I am aware, if I'm vigilant, if I'm honest, and, 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 and see the good and the bad, the good and the not so good. And I take that, you know, and I move over to um, step 11. What does that look like for me? What's your prayer meditation program like, Barbara? Well, I want to tell you I sit cross-legged in a nice little Zen position. It would be a lie. Um, but I will tell you I make my bed every morning. And that is my first spiritual act. I make my bed every morning, and I have made my bed every morning for 24 years, even in hotel rooms. <laughs> because after I make my bed, before I take my two throw pillows and put them on the bed, they go on the floor and I kneel on them. And it's right at that moment that I say, and I put my hands out like this. I don't pray like this. I don't, you know, I just put them out. And I say, God, I offer myself to you today. And I already see the gift of abstinence has been delivered to me at the foot of my bed. I had to move the blankets and make the bed to see it, don't you know? But there it was. Sometimes it's a small little package. Sometimes it's big and gaudy, but it's always the same package, and I cannot go out and grab it. I have to accept it with open hands. And when I accept it with open hands, I am literally saying to my higher power, thank you. I pray for the power to treat this with grace and dignity today thank you for this gift of absence so no matter what kind of mood i wake up in in the morning whatever mood i wake up in the gift of absence is delivered to me i can kick it to the curb i can give it the finger i can do whatever i want but i really try to put my hands out i can't grab it it's just placed on my hands can i take it in with grace the rest of my spiritual practice involves me sitting in a rocking chair with a cup of coffee. I must be caffeinated in order to uh, read. 
and I, I, I read from my daily readers, and I find them to be extraordinarily timely in the most inopportune ways, either reflecting on the day before or the plans for the day ahead when I know there'll be challenges or problems, and I'm taught about how to deal with challenges and problems when it shows up. And I sit for a moment. Sometimes it's a longer moment. Sometimes it's a shorter moment. But I pause. And it feels good. And it feels right. The next spiritual action I take is usually within an hour and a half and I'm calling in my food. It is a tool to take an action, a spiritual action. And I do that every morning. I call the scal. I call it in. Sometimes we chat it up. She knows what my breakfast is. She tells me every morning, so are you having? And I, I just smile on the phone. And that's my spiritual practice. The other spiritual part of my spiritual practice that I have is breathing. See, because I have snappy answers to stupid questions, by the way. And I am filled with judgment of other people's behaviors. I happen to have some opinions. I mentioned I was a lawyer. I have opinions. I was usually paid to give you my opinion, but now you don't have to pay me. I'll just do it for free. <laughs> and so the good news is the spiritual practice I have of pausing. And I will tell you in a short little story, since I'm about five minutes out here, is this. Yesterday, I got to, quote, watch a documentary of Barbara M. from 10 years ago. You're probably wondering, how could that happen? I'm doing some volunteer work. We're all masked up and we're making bagged meals for um, this service that I do about getting food out to people. And I had set up for the past three months this entire assembly line of preparation. I had the efficiencies down. I'm doing the logistics. We've done it perfectly for two months. So one of my friends brings her sister. And she says... Well, how come we don't do it this way? And this will be better. And she just starts changing it up. I was watching the documentary of me 10 years ago of control, control. And I'm smarter than you, so I have more control. I need to help you be better. And I got to practice pausing, taking a deep breath, and finding a, a, a place in my hula hoop around me where I, I would be of service and let it go. And you know what? I got to say thank you at the end of that two and a half hours. And I got to say, you are a great part of our team. With you, we were able to finish an hour earlier. Thank you so much for coming today. And actually mean it. And then I got to go, come home and realize in my 10th step that night, that was yesterday, that was a documentary of Barbara's best character defects. And I'm not saying she had the character defects, but that's what I saw. And I think the, going into step 12, you know, I think of the first word of the first step when I think of step 12. I'd ask for a quiz on everyone to ask them what it is, but I'll just tell you, it's we. It's not I, and it's not admitted, it's we. And I take the we admitted, we, from step one, and I bring that all the way over to, to step 12. Having had a spiritual awakening, we carry this message. 
And so I got to, I'm retired now for my fourth year and it's a joyous thing. I love it. And when I was working, it was in a very, very tough, tough environment. Very, um, it's just a very tough environment. A lot of egos, a lot of pride, I guess a lot of lawyers. So go figure. It was, that's an appropriate, uh, environment. And, um, I couldn't talk, I couldn't carry the message to anyone in my workplace very much. Um, but now I'm not there. And yesterday I also volunteered at a golf course and, uh, while maintaining appropriate six foot social distancing, I, uh, mentor women on the golf course. Um, and, um, going along and I'm working with two gals. One is perfect. She's perfect. She's a fitness trainer that's been laid off. Perfect makeup. <laughs> and she wants to be a perfect golfer. And the other girl's name is my name, Barbara. Tall, lanky, easygoing. They noticed I have had knee replacements and they said, oh, you're so young, how come? And I said, oh, I used to be substantially overweight. I used to be 65 pounds heavier and um, I just had a lot of arthritis, blah, blah, blah. And they said, and so Barbara asked me, well, how'd you lose weight? She's thin as a rail, okay? And I told her, well, I'm a member of Overeaters Anonymous, a 12-step program. You may have heard of AA. She goes, yeah. I said, well, it's just the same thing. We just do it with brown food. Really? And she told me, I'm taking my morbidly obese sister to an MRI this afternoon because she can't walk. And she keeps trying to diet, and no one can help her. And I got to say, here's my name, here's my number, and here's our local intergroup website with all of our Zoom meetings. I'll give it to her, but I don't think she'll. And I said, it doesn't matter what she does with it. Let her throw it in the drawer. When she gets ready, she will find that at the appropriate time. I said, I would never have come to OA unless I was miserable. And so I'm carrying the message these days in different ways. I'm also a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. And I will tell you, there are some suffering peeps over in that program during this cootie quarantine. Suffering. They think COVID-19 means 19 pounds. And, it, you know, it doesn't have to. And that's what we know. So I've picked up two new sponsees during Cootie Quarantine. And it has re-energized my program. I'm in, the, I'm in the literature. I'm in the book. And I'm hearing things that after 24 years I had forgotten, never knew, or was speaking in, a, in tongues in a different language. So I am energized today. And grateful to be here. So Melinda from Pasadena, Kathy coming back. So glad you're here. Judy from New Zealand. I'm glad you're here. And everyone else can't wait to hear what you have to share tonight. Thanks for having me.